And now, Capital Chat, the community connection, KINY. This is KINY's Capital Chat. Special guest today, Ed Schoenfeld and Betsy. L- I want to try to make, make sure I say it right. Longenbaugh. Very good. Did, did I say it right? Excellent. Yes. Okay, good, 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 good. Dodged a bullet there. <laughs> uh, you guys uh, are, are, are the people uh, who do the, the true crime walking tour here in Juneau in the summer. But uh, that's not why you're here. You're here to talk about uh, some, some other events and fundraisers for the mm-hmm. Church of Holy Trinity. Yep. Mm-hmm. And uh, some very interesting stuff. I don't even know where to begin with this. I mean, because I've, I've known about you both for so long. I've been here for 25 years. And, of course, uh, you know, both of you are prominent figures in the community when it comes to talking about this kind of stuff, as well as other things. Uh, and there's so much to ask you. I mean, <laughs> Well, that's nice to hear. Let's, let's, uh, let's start with your both. You're both uh, former reporters, or not even former reporters. You still do some reporting. Uh, well, retired. Retired. I do my reporting on Facebook. On Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> I'm one of the people who puts the real information up rather than saying, oh, I think you might be able to buy that at Costco if they're not out of stock. <laughs> right, 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 right. Okay. Uh, so what's your history in Juneau? Let's start with you, Ed. Uh, well, I moved here uh, in 1979 to be program director for KTOO right. Radio and then worked in news there and worked in news here at KINY. Uh, back when KSUP first went on the air, yeah. I did its first newscast. 1984. Possibly last for many years. <laughs> November 20th, yeah. 1984. How and, about that? Yeah. <laughs> and worked for the Juno Empire for close to 20 years as a reporter and editor, and then was regional news director for Coast Alaska, which is the public radio consortium. And uh, early in my career, met Betsy, who was a reporter at the Juno Empire, who taught me a heck of a lot, because I didn't really know what I was doing, even though I'd been doing it. You faked it very well. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's how we do it, right? <laughs> that's right. And Betsy, you're, uh, uh, you're Well, back. I grew up in Sitka. I mm-hmm. worked for the newspaper there. ended up working in D.C. for a couple of years, coming back here, meeting a really cute guy in an assembly meeting. Uh, worked, for the cent- for, worked for the Empire. We got married, had two kids. I ended up getting my master's in social work and working for the Coast Guard for my last 15 years of my career. Both of us are now retired and decided to start doing research into historic murders, both in Juneau and Douglas. And now we're actually branching out a little bit more to southeast Alaska. All right. So there has been some very interesting crimes throughout southeast Alaska. Absolutely fascinating. Uh, Yeah. I mean... We do all pre-statehood. It's all pre- territorial days. It's all pre. Oh, yeah. Oh, yep. yeah. Our tours used to include some more recent cases, but we kept finding people on the tours who had been in the jury on one of the cases, or oh, oh he was the bartender at my wedding after he got out of jail. Yeah, sort of stuff. And it, you know, we're doing history, and of course, true crime is a lot of fun to talk about if it doesn't freak you out. But we weren't really into upsetting people. Well, it is. So we stuck with the history. It is history. Uh, I mean, whether it freaks somebody out or not, it's still a part of our history, and we have to acknowledge that. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I, I think also that it. Um, we try to when we talk about these cases in our walking tours and in these three presentations doing, we're doing this winter to use the the 
story of the murder as a way to describe what was happening in the context of Juno at the time. Uh, because Juno's had a very dynamic history. Lots of big things have happened in pretty compressed periods of time. And so we have um, in the latest book that I'm writing now, the nonfiction book, there's a fascinating story about a bootlegger um, and who was killed by a downtown man who ended up being acquitted. And, and that's just a great story. We told that at last year's presentations. Mm-hmm. This year, the three presentations we're going to be doing, and this is the fourth year that we've done I think so, yeah. We skipped a year for COVID. Yeah. And um, the, first, the first one is going to be on Alaska's first serial killer, a man named Edward Slomke, but who was known in Alaska as Edward Krause, which was almost certainly one of his, the name, actual name of one of his victims. Um, Ed, do you want to tell us about the other two? Well, yeah, and that's uh, Saturday, February 3rd. They're all at 3 o'clock in the afternoon at McFeeders Hall in Holy Trinity Church. The other two are um, on March 2nd, uh, Death of a Vaudevillian, which is a story about a fellow who set up a traveling troupe um, that uh, would entertain people with films and little little theatrical scenes and music at canneries, very remote areas. Um, they'd also bring bootleg liquor and occasionally prostitutes. Yeah, 1920, and he just took a boat around all these little mm-hmm. towns. And then he was killed. Yeah. And we talk about the story by another member of the troupe. And on Saturday, um, April 6th, the salad dressing murder, which is my favorite <laughs> title in a long time, <laughs> a, a, about a Juno case that involves infidelity and... Salad uh, dressing, sal- cookies, mm-hmm. And the red bat, the 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 story really captured my attention because it is called at different times the red bat murder, the salad dressing murder, and the cookie murder. And in one memorable case, the newspaper referred to it as the salad dressing cookie red bat murder. <laughs> <laughs> so so the story is really actually a domestic story, but it's still really interesting. And um, and the outcome is also very interesting. One of the things that we do when we do these stories is we try to choose stories where there's a definitive outcome. Because there's nothing more frustrating than to look and, you know, hear the whole backstory about a murder. And then, and then nobody was ever caught. We don't know what happened next. And so we really are pretty purposeful about finding ones where not only is the person uh, caught, but we're pretty confident that they're the correct person. Right. Not so, always, but usually. So we try to try to find the closure for these stories. Exactly. Exactly. Because I think that makes a more satisfying story. I think it does, too. Uh, whether I'm reading a book or watching a movie, it drives me nuts when they leave it open. Absolutely. Open ended, because then you got to wait. And honestly, the, what happens once somebody's picked up the trial, the uh, indictment, all of that actually is as, is as illustrative about the society that Juno was at the time as the actual case itself. Because how did people react toward the most powerful man in town shooting somebody in the middle of the town plaza in Douglas in 1902? Did he get off? Wow. Did he not get off? He got off. <laughs> and, and at that time, uh, from my understanding, Douglas was like the it metropolis. It, it was. was. It was the biggest town in Alaska. And right. the Treadwell Gold Mine Complex was the biggest hard rock gold mine in the world. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And kept that way for quite a while. So this guy, was a he was a sharpshooter and a really tough, brawling kind of guy. He'd come mm-hmm. up through mines as a teenager. And he was ticked off at this um, evangelical... Um, 
guy who worked for the commissioner of Douglas and would occasionally come on to what the superintendent saw as his property. So anyway, that's it's a whole other story. We've told that before in another presentation. We might mm-hmm. tell it again one day. And it's in Betsy's book. It is in my, uh, my Forgotten book. Murders from Alaska's Capital. Right. Murders from Alaska's Capital. That's the name of the first uh, forgotten book? Forgotten Murders. Forgotten. That's yeah. the first book. That's yeah. the first book. Okay, Forgotten Murders from Alaska's Capital. Uh-huh. It was the first book by Betsy Longenbaugh. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And uh, where can we find that book? It's at the the uh, bookstores. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's at the mm-hmm. bookstore, yeah. local yeah. bookstore. The City Museum. It, about, it was printed by, uh, or published by Epicenter Press. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I'll but tell you what. Side, yeah. uh, let's take a short break. Um, I have so many questions now. <laughs> <laughs> As you can imagine. It is 843. Uh, we're going to take a short break. We'll be back with more Capital Chat on KINY. Back to Capital Chat. KINY. All right, we are back to Capital Chat on KINY, 800 AM, 94.9 FM. Good morning. It is 845, and we are speaking with Ed Schoenfeld and Betsy Longenbaugh about uh, about death with dessert. Death with dessert. <laughs> Sounds enticing, doesn't it? It is uh, talks on historical local murders with dessert. I mean, that's what everybody wants is a slice of... And, and nobody's died from the dessert, <laughs> nor have any of our cases involved death by dessert. Uh, no, there are lots of... We've actually had people say that they've bought tickets for the dessert, and I can totally get it because our daughter is a fantastic baker as well as a nurse manager at Bartlett, and she creates a distinct dessert for each presentation that's unique to that presentation. Oh, really? Yes. So um, this one is going to be a cheesecake featuring a cereal crust. Uh, <laughs> Since it's about a serial killer. <laughs> and, and when you say this one, we're speaking of the, the uh, February, February 3rd. Yep. The serial killer. Uh, yep. Okay. Yep. And uh, it is Death with Dessert, Talks on Historical Murders and Dessert, presented by retired reporters Ed Schoenfeld and Betsy Longenbaugh. Uh, February 3rd, and that's going to be at, uh, uh, I want to make sure I get it right, mm-hmm. um, Church of the Holy Trinity. Fun- it's a fundraiser for the Church of the mm-hmm. Holy Trinity. Mm-hmm. And... Um, it's at McFeeders Hall. McFeeders Hall, Unique Desserts by Treadwell Kitchen. Yep. And you can get those tickets online at trinityjuno.org. That's trinityjuno.org. And they are $35, correct? Yep. Yep. That's All absolutely. right. And we're only selling 35 tickets. Only 35 tickets. Yes. So if people are interested in this topic, I would recommend they get their tickets soon. We often have people buy all tickets for all three presentations. And so um, the, the, it's not too early to get tickets for all three presentations. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Right. Uh, again, you can get those tickets online for, mm-hmm. for yep. all three presentations. Yep. That's uh, trinityjuno.org. Or call Holy Trinity Church. Their number is 907-586-3532. They are located at 325 Gold Street, downtown. Now, how long are these presentations? Oh, I think we say two hours, but it's usually about somewhere between an hour and an hour and a half. This particular story in February is probably our longest presentation because this man was really a spooky character. (laughs) And he killed... At least eight people here in Alaska, and probably wow. more. And um, so, so the story is more involved because we're talking about his victims as well as as his life and kind of what brought him to the point where he's doing these things. So, um, and how he got away with it for so long, and how he got away with it for so very long, which is a big part of the I mean, story. People knew he was spooky. They knew folks were disappearing in his presence, 
but um, they they were too terrified of him, I think. Right, and right. there was so little law enforcement present at the time. This was 1914. He started, he moved back to Alaska after deserting from the Army in about 1902, 1901. Um, a little later. Yeah, around then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, and then it, finally... Everything caught up with him in 1914. Caught up with him, and uh, yeah. wow. You'll have is, to find out how. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Now, I'm giving me goosebumps just thinking about it. I want, I want to hear all about this. This, is, this sounds like so much fun. I'm really into this kind of a thing. Uh, I love these kinds of stories, particularly because they are so true, mm-hmm. and sometimes they're just beyond what you can imagine. Oh, you know, I have found that. I do most of the... Most of the research on the stories, Ed does focuses on research on the community at the time. And every single time I get into one of these stories, I'm just blown away by the coincidences that happen and the things that are going on. And And this is one of those stories. We kind of stumbled across this when we were initially doing our research. And then we started, the more we read and the more we learned, the more we realized how many people he'd killed and how he had really acted with impunity for so long. So so that was really fascinating. The vaudevillian story in March is also just another crazy story about 1920s, the roaring 20s in Alaska and bootlegging and prostitution and this guy who's just wants to come up here and, and uh, be well-known and his efforts to do that and, and how it goes sadly very tragically wrong. And the last one is a guy who's very upset about his wife becoming too friendly with a uh, crew member on a steamship. Ah, In those days, the steamships did the did the route. That was the major transportation hub. No, we're talking about the salad, salad, the salad dressing murder. Yeah, and that's going to be so, April 6th. So he basically lays in wait, and that's, that's what that story's about. All right. Now, um, a serious question. I know this is very serious stuff. Yes, it it's also very fun to listen to and interesting to listen to. But I have questions. Um, have you found, with all of your research, have you found that there is some sort of a similarity between all of these murderers uh, or their victims at one point or another? I, I think that it's the universal similarity that people know about today, which is it's money, mm-hmm. it's love, it's um, oftentimes a domestic violence aspect to it, um, both both for the, in some rare cases, the, the female, and mostly out of defense, and then more likely it's the male. In fact, I think the cases, mm-hmm. Ed and I did a presentation last year when on... When love turns, in, turns to murder. Right, where we talked about six different cases mm-hmm. involving domestic violence and, and, and other death. men who killed women and women who killed men in relationships. But all the women All the women men? who we talked about and some others we looked into basically were acting in self-defense. It might mm-hmm. not be self-defense the minute that happened. Right. But... Mm-hmm. Um, And a couple of them weren't trying to kill the guy. They were just trying to defend themselves. So I don't think there's anything different between the motivations in 1910 than there are Mm -hmm. in 2024. It's, again, it's love, it's it's money. And sometimes Um, power. Sometimes power. Or just with a treadmill case. Absolutely. So, what about their their backgrounds? Did you have you found any similarities of their backgrounds? Maybe uh, where they came from? Did they have criminal histories prior? Oftentimes, yes. In yeah. fact, the case of Vaudevillian, the man who was um, charged with murder in that case, had actually been convicted of murder when he was eighteen years old and had served time in Folsom Prison. Interesting. So, um, yeah, I I, mm-hmm. I also think 
Alaska then, as it sometimes does now, attracts people who are escaping from something. And it might be their past. It might be some unfortunate event in their past. They might be trying to cut off ties from family. Um, and, and so I think those kinds of folks also might be more likely to fall into these traps, either as victim, and especially in this case we're talking about with a serial killer, or as killer. Okay. All right. Interesting stuff. Uh, again, this is Death with Dessert, talks on historical local murders with dessert, uh, three different presentations, uh, Saturday, February 3rd, that is Alaska's first serial killer, Saturday, March 2nd, that is Death of a, vo- of a Vaudevillain, villain. And it's a mouthful. <laughs> it is a mouthful. And Saturday, April 6th, the salad dressing murder. Tickets are $35 per talk. You can get them online, trinityjuno.org. That's trinityjuno.org. Or call Holy Trinity Church. Their number is 586-3532. And uh, I'm guessing you said just 35 tickets mm-hmm. per event, yep. correct? Yep. And you can also get tickets for all three events. Uh, this is fundraisers for the Church of the Holy, Holy Trinity. Presented by retired reporters Ed Schoenfeld and Betsy Longenbaugh and creators of Juno and Douglas Historic Murder murder Walking Tours. When do those murder walking tours start? Well, we haven't figured that out this year. Usually in May, um, and we generally do in May through August. uh, Okay. And those are all fundraisers for the Juno Douglas City Museum. We're not profiting from any of this. No, we don't don't make any money, but the the, uh, City Museum... uh, is what we started with and, and yeah. helped us get going on the research. On we all doing. of this, yeah, yeah. They've been very supportive. And so we do those as fundraisers for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, excellent. Which is, And we know, do one in Douglas and one in Juneau. Oh, okay, excellent. Mm-hmm. Good to know. Well, so I, each has seven sure. cases. Yep. Wow, wow. Now, uh, your books that you have out. Mm-hmm. Let's give a plug to each of those. <laughs> so Forgotten Murders from Alaska's Capital came out about two years ago. It is now available. Next spring, I've written a novel based on, of course, an historic murder um, that's coming out uh, next spring by the same publisher as the first book, Epicenter Press. I'm, with Ed's help, writing a second nonfiction book that's going to feature another 10 to 12 cases, just like the first book. But we're branching outside of Juneau. Um, there's an amazing story about dismemberment out of Sitka that happened in 1958. Around then, yeah. Yeah, and Ooh. then there's a, a case out of Petersburg that I just did a lot of research on and wrote the chapter for that about a woman and child who were killed. And, and that happened... What I think nineteen nineteen I think, and um, very early days, and it was during the second gold rush when salmon canneries were so big up here, and it all happened in at a cannery in oh Petersburg. So so, um, and then we're I'm working on one that's happened in Ketchikan also. Oh wow! So pretty much uh, covering southeast, yes. from from yes. head to toe. Yes. Excellent! Wow! I look forward to seeing. I'm going to go get. I'm, I have to go get your book <laughs> uh, now because. I was unaware that that existed until just now, so now I'm going to go check it out. Uh, again, I want to remind you, before we wrap this up, I want to remind you, it is Death with Dessert, talks on historical local murders with dessert, presented by Ed Schoenfeld, Betsy Longenbaugh, and this is going to be uh, at St. Saint, Saint, McFeeders Hall, um, February 3rd, that is a Saturday, February 3rd, and what time do the talk start? Three o'clock. Three o'clock in the afternoon. They're about two hours, but mm-hmm. uh, 
This and, one is one of the longer ones, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. And people can go to these shows and get the dessert and then go home and take a walk and come back for Gold Street Music Concerts, which happen <laughs> yeah. those yeah, evening, the evening, I think, at 730, which is local music. So Excellent. Local death history, local music, a <laughs> little happier. No murder ballads I know of. All, all I could fun be surprised. Stuff. All fun stuff. Um, okay, well, thank you guys for joining us. Before we uh, get out of here, I'm going to remind folks, tickets are $35 per talk. You can get tickets for all three talks, uh, February 3rd, March 2nd, or April 6th. You can get those tickets online at trinityjuno.org or call Holy Trinity Church. That number is 907-586-3532. And uh, get over there and learn something about Juno's and Southeast's history, uh, crime history. Wow, true crime histories. This is some cool stuff. Uh, Again, that's February 3rd, McFeeters Hall. Get your tickets now. Call Holy Trinity Church. 586-3532, 586-3532, or get them online at trinityjuno.org. Ed and Betsy, thank you so much for your time today. Thank it's a you. pleasure chatting with you both, and I definitely want to talk to you both again on other true crimes in Southeast Alaska. I, I oh, sure. we'll be happy to do that. All right. All right. Uh, that's going to do it for our Capital Chat today. This is KINY, 800 AM, 94.9 FM. Keep your ears here. We have... Every weekday morning at 835, the fastest community connection available. Capital Chat, K-I-N-Y.